Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Why America Wants to Send Astronauts to the Moon's South Pole by Daniel Oberhaus In December 2017, roughly a year into his tenure as president, Donald Trump directed NASA to develop a plan to return American astronauts to the moon. Since then, the government has released few details about what this mission would look like. But Tuesday, at the fifth meeting of the National Space Council, Vice President Mike Pence doled out a big piece of information. When American astronauts go back to the moon, they will land at the lunar south pole. Why there? Because there's ice at the moon's poles, which Pence claimed could be turned into rocket fuel. In this century, we're going back to the moon with new ambitions, Pence said. Not just to travel there, but also to mine oxygen from lunar rocks that will refuel our ships to use nuclear power to extract water from the permanently shadowed craters of the South Pole, and to fly on a new generation of spacecraft that will enable us to reach Mars in months, not years. Up until a decade ago, planetary scientists were fairly certain no water existed on the Moon because it has no substantial atmosphere. Over the past 10 years, however, analysis of data collected by the Indian Space Research Organization's Chandrayaan-1 lunar orbiter definitively proved ice exists on the moon. Most of the ice the Chandrayaan-1 detected is located in craters at the South Pole, which is permanently shadowed due to the moon's slight axial tilt. Temperatures never rise above negative 250 degrees Fahrenheit in these craters, preventing the ice from evaporating into space. As NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine pointed out at the National Space Council meeting, NASA scientists have estimated that there may be upwards of 1 trillion pounds of ice at the lunar poles, based on data from Chandrayaan-1. This, Bridenstine says, means life support, air to breathe, water to drink, and hydrogen and oxygen, which is rocket propulsion on the surface of the moon. Both Pence and Bridenstine spoke as though we already have the technology to mine this lunar ice for life support and rocket fuel. But scientists say there is a lot of work to be done before this will be possible. The first major hurdle NASA needs to overcome? Finish the Space Launch System, SLS, the agency's massive next-generation rocket that has been plagued by delays and budget problems 
since work began on it a decade ago. The SLS was scheduled to send a test mission of an uncrewed Orion capsule around the moon in 2020. But earlier this month, the agency announced that this likely wouldn't happen until 2021. Delays beget delays, pushing the first crewed mission to the lunar surface to 2028. A target date, Pence said was not good enough at the National Space Council meeting, where he called for a 2024 mission. Even if NASA speeds up SLS development to hit the Trump administration's aggressive 2024 target date for a crewed mission, landing at the South Pole adds an extra layer of difficulty to the mission. The South Pole is a great place to send humans, and we definitely need to send them there, says Ryan Watkins, a research scientist at the Planetary Science Institute who has researched lunar landing sites. There's just more to it than other landing sites. The orientation of the lunar South Pole can create communications problems between astronauts on the moon and mission control on Earth, Watkins says. The lunar South Pole also has a more rugged terrain compared to the moon's equatorial region, which is where the Apollo 11 astronauts landed in 1969. In my opinion, it would be best to maybe send humans somewhere else on the moon and test how to extract these resources and then on the next mission, send them to the South Pole, Watkins says. Then there's a matter of the technological abilities to extract and convert lunar ice. Jack Burns, an astrophysicist at the University of Colorado, who served on NASA's presidential transition team, pointed out during Tuesday's Space Council meeting how little we know about lunar water, to say nothing of how to turn it into rocket fuel on the moon. Before we put boots on the ground at the poles, we urgently need a robotic, water-ice prospecting mission to the lunar poles, Burns said. We don't understand what the water ice looks like below the surface. Is it mixed, finally, with the lunar regolith, or is it blocks of ice? Both are theoretically possible, but it would require very different techniques to extract. The Trump administration's plan to send astronauts to the lunar south pole is certainly bold. But before we make the next giant leap, it might be a good idea to figure out what we're going to do once we get there. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big. 